Hi, everyone. I'm excited to bring you this very special episode for Pentecost and the Feast of the Ascension, which we just had. I want to apologize for some audio issues. I recorded this episode by myself, and so it's just me kind of talking and reflecting on the past two weeks' readings, and apparently I got a little bit excited and I just couldn't sit still, and so there's a little bit of tapping um, of the microphone, and I apologize for that, but I hope that you will enjoy uh, my reflections on these two very important feast days. everyone, and welcome to this special bonus episode of 7 Mile Chats. I had recorded a bunch of episodes earlier this year, and then I'm taking a little break now, but I was so moved um, this past week or so during this novena, nine days between the Ascension and Pentecost, that I thought I'd come up with that, come out with this bonus episode. So I hope that you enjoy it. So we're going to look at some of the readings from last uh, Sunday's feast day of the Ascension. I'm recording this on Pentecost, actually, and this will come out in a couple days. Um, and then we'll also look at some of the readings from Pentecost as well. A lot has been going on in the past couple of weeks. I've had a lot of mixed emotions about um, everything from still recovering from this pandemic and seeing COVID numbers go back up again, um, even after, you know, vaccines and two years of dealing in the pandemic. Um, numbers have seemed to gone up again around here in the spring. And so having to sub for my teachers and colleagues again who've been out sick again, it just it starts to feel a little bit hopeless. And it's just been a lot of up up and down, um, as you all know, um, for the past two years, I'm sure, as well in your own respective places. And so, of course, we've been dealing with that. And then also we have had these horrific mass shootings that just seem to not end. And that also gets to be very hopeless. Um, we had a shooting in Buffalo around Easter time that was racially motivated. We've seen way too many of those in recent years. And then we had a horrific uh, mass shooting in Texas that once again affected elementary children. And as a teacher, I'm sure everyone, you know, is horrified um, by these, by by something like this, an act like that we saw in Texas. But um, as a teacher, it was very stressful. Um, you know, our reality is that we have had to practice intruder um, drills ever since I became a teacher, which is crazy to me. And I have to constantly tell my students, you know, I didn't have to do this when I was your age. This isn't normal. Um, but unfortunately, it is their reality these days because events like this keep happening. And so I don't know, I, not to be a downer, it's the end of the Easter season. Easter was meant to be celebratory, but it is very hard when we're still dealing with things like the pandemic and division in our country and mass shootings and war. And it's just, it, it's, it gets to be a lot and too much. And so um, one of the only ways I know to deal with these kinds of things is to go to scripture. And so um, I go back and forth. I myself, my faith has wavered over the past couple of years. There were moments where it's been stronger than others, and I've kind of had to step back a little bit myself and just kind of reevaluate. So I want to get into the readings today because I can't I can't make sense of all of this alone. And so um, I always go to the Word to kind of get uh, some insight from our Lord. And one thing I do believe that our church has had great wisdom in is, is the way that we arrange these scripture readings. And I've always said that in the way that we 
um, arrange our feasts in the liturgical year. So all that to be said, last week was the Feast of the Ascension, where we celebrate Jesus going into heaven 40 days after Easter. And then today was the Feast of Pentecost, 50 days after Easter, where um, the promise is fulfilled that Jesus sends the Holy Spirit into our world and the apostles can go out and start preaching and evangelizing. Okay, so let's just get into the readings and I can give my hot takes. But um, the first reading for the Feast of the Ascension was from the book of Acts. And so this was the reading we heard a week or so ago. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he suffered, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The word of the Lord. So that's the, how the book of Acts begins, and the book of Acts was written by Luke. And if you read the beginning of Luke's gospel, he starts his gospel kind of the same way he starts this book of Acts. He addresses this um, person, Theophilus, which is a Greek word, and uh, Theo in Greek meaning God, and philia is like love of brotherly love. And so Theophilus is kind of like a friend of God, which would be us. So I think I always point that out to my students because I think that's really cool that Luke is addressing us directly. And at the beginning of Acts, he kind of, he does the same thing he does in the beginning of his gospel. He kind of says like, okay, other people have given you these stories, but I want to give you my account. And so he kind of refers here. He's like, I told you in the gospel about Jesus and everything that he did. And now I'm going to tell you about the apostles and like what comes next, essentially. Um, and I love how he sets up here exactly what we do in the church. He says that Jesus hung out and walked around, resurrected, appeared for 40 days and then was taken up. And this account of the apostles, I just think of this Feast of the Ascension as bittersweet, right? Like it's, it's Jesus has fulfilled his mission, so that's beautiful, and he takes his place in heaven, so he is glorified and, and now actually able to be more present to us because he's in heaven and he can listen to us and he's no longer confined to like earth or a specific place, uh, space and time. Um, but obviously the apostles are going to miss him and he is in some ways removed from us and our, in um, his presence is now, you know, we seek, seek him elsewhere. So it's kind of bittersweet. And I love the last line that the angels say to the apostles when they're looking up, they say, you know, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? And it, it makes sense that they would be because they just witnessed this event, but um, I think it's in John's gospel, Jesus says something to the apostles of like, why are you holding on to me? Or maybe to the disciples. And um, I just think of that. I think right now in our world and right 
rightfully so. We're trying to hold on to things. We're trying to hold on to comforts because everything does seem to be so chaotic for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier. And so um, we are trying to hold on to what sense of normalcy and things that we have control over that we can. But <laughs> as we get to the Feast of Pentecost, which is today, you know, things are meant to be shaken up. Um, things are not meant to just stay the same. Things are meant to change. And so I think when Jesus is saying, why are you holding on to me? Why are you kind of looking up? Like, why are you essentially like not moving? Like, why are you essentially like staying in the past and not moving forward? I think that's a message that we can take from um, this first reading and then also from the Feast of the Ascension. I think I'm going to skip the Psalm and second reading for the Ascension because we've got a lot of readings to get through. So I'm going to read the Gospel for the Ascension, which was from Mark. Mark 16, verses 15 through 22, or 20. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. So this is Mark's account, um, kind of, of the last moments of Jesus' presence on earth and um, his account of the ascension. Mark was not an apostle, but he was a close follower, an early Christian. Luke wasn't either. So it's interesting that we get these accounts from Mark and Luke. These men were not apostles, but they were close friends and obviously followers of Jesus, disciples. Um, but he also sets us up pretty perfectly here that Jesus looks up, he takes his, his place, he goes to his place in heaven, and then the apostles are going forth, and he kind of sets us up perfectly for Pentecost, and talking about how they're going to speak new languages, which we know that we will hear in the readings from Pentecost. So, I don't know, I was just sitting um, in Mass at the Ascension, it was right after um, all of the things that had happened in Texas, and I was hoping, I guess, for some kind of message of hope. Um and the priest preached about the event of the Ascension and like the significance of it, which totally makes sense because it was a solemnity. Um, and it is, I think, often, often a liturgical feast that gets a little bit overlooked or misunderstood. It used to be a holy day of obligation, or it's still a holy day of obligation, but we moved it from Thursday, Ascension Thursday, to the following Sunday so more, more people could go to Mass. Um, so I think it's just kind of one that we overlook or maybe don't totally understand. So I appreciated that the, the priest kind of, and he, he stuck to just like talking about the readings and talking about the significance of the Ascension. But I kind of wanted in that moment, a little bit of kind of like a hopeful message or some kind of addressing of um, the recent events, this, the horrific events, you know, when I don't want priests to preach politics and things, you know, they do. And then in a moment after an event, sometimes I want a little bit of a message about it. And then they choose not to for whatever reason. I mean, ultimately, the priest is meant to there to educate us and to bring forth, you know, the gospel and to bring the gospel to light. So I appreciate that the priest did that. But okay, so on to today's feast, which is one of my favorite feasts of the liturgical year. I've had pretty significant, profound 
moments on Pentecost. It was the day that I left the convent um, in 2008. We, it was the day that we returned to Mass in 2020 um, after having all of Lent and Holy Week in our, you know, remotely in our homes. We finally got together as a community, and it was after the events of um, George Floyd. And so um, my city of Richmond had kind of erupted over that time and um, emerging from my upper room and seeing what had happened in the city uh, was pretty moving on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I had recorded an episode with my friend Mikey in the first season from um, about Acts, and we talked about Pentecost. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can. Um, But I'm going to read today's readings and kind of give you my hot takes on Pentecost today because I'm feeling a little bit different today than I have about Pentecost in the past. Okay, so this is the first reading from today's Mass, from, also from the book of Acts, chapter 2. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded in amazement and asked, "Are not all these people who are are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? And how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia." Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. The word of the Lord. So I think we're pretty familiar with this scene of Pentecost. I was particularly moved today um, about the, the speaking in the different languages. I feel like today, even though we're all at least as Americans, you know, we most of us speak a similar language. We are not hearing or listening to each other. It doesn't seem that we're speaking the same these days. Even within the church, I've just felt a lot of just speaking differently. Like, I think that we're all just like speaking differently and we're not understanding or we're talking about the topics differently and we're not, we're not coming to an understanding. So I'm really taken by the fact that they were speaking different languages, yet they were able to understand each other. And so I'm just kind of taken by that and praying that the Holy Spirit will send us the gifts of understanding so that we can start to listen to one another, um, even when we're speaking maybe about different things, and that we can hear one another so that we can come to an understanding, just like the apostles in the story of Pentecost from Acts. And the psalm, I did one, there was one line that really stood out to me when I was um, praying with this today. So the psalm for Pentecost is Psalm 104. It's pretty classic. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. I was struck by verse 24. If you take away their breath, they perish and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. I've been teaching world religions right before the end of the school year, which we're now at, which is very joyous. I love when Pentecost comes towards the end of the school year. It's just a kind of whole different going forth. But we were talking about different world religions, and um, I allow my students to pick a religion, and they research it, and we kind of find the similarities and differences with Catholicism. And a lot of them are surprised how 
so many have things in common with Catholicism and that a lot of the religions have this common goal of wanting just to bring good and goodness and looking for something that is beyond this life. And I feel like this verse kind of go, speaks to that, that without our soul or without our spirit, if you take the take away their breath, they pa- perish and return to dust. Like without our soul and without our spirit, um, we are nothing. And I think a lot of faiths teach that regardless if they're Christian or not. Um, but we as Catholics obviously, obviously believe that the Holy Spirit is given to us to then give us life. I love the line here that um, when you spe- send forth your spirit, they are created. Like if you think about Genesis, like when God breathes into the first man, that's when, you know, the soul comes and enters into the man. So that breath um, brings forth life. And so that's a hopeful message. Um, the priest today didn't really, it's kind of another bummer of a homily. Again, I was hope I was there. I was ready. I was ready for going forth. And, and he did talk about how the lay people need to be evangelizers, which I appreciated. It's just in this time where I feel like we're so divided. Um, I felt a little bit like we were being put upon and he kind of started with how like people aren't coming back to church. And it was all this negative stuff about how like no one's coming to the church. And in my mind, I was couldn't help but think, but people aren't coming to church because, you know, the messages that we're hearing are, are negative. And um, anyways, I think that's another whole nother thing for another time. And I do agree that the, as lay people, we need to be evangelizers. I just think in that moment, I was hoping for a little bit more unity. I think often um, I find this in teaching too, like teaching and teachers and parents feel at odds with each other. Obviously, our country is very divided. Republicans and Democrats feel at odds with each other. So just to kind of feel even in church, like the priest and the congregants are kind of at odds with each other. I feel that a lot and it's not very hopeful. <laughs> but um, if we stick to scripture, that's why I do this podcast. That's why I share this message that we stick to scripture. I think that's where the hope is because it's God's word. And so um, this line does give me hope that with the Holy Spirit, we are able to renew the face of the earth. So with the Holy Spirit in the first reading, we're able to um, understand and listen to each other, even when we're speaking differently. And with the Holy Spirit, we are created and renewed. And so that is a positive, hopeful message. Okay, I'm, I'm going through all of these Pentecost readings because they're so good. Um, the second reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 8 through 17. Brothers and sisters, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the spirit. If only the spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also. Through his spirit that dwells in you, consequently, brothers and sisters, we are not debtors to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. If heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If only we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. There's so much good stuff in here. It's kind of hard to break it all down. But again, that idea kind of from the psalm that without the spirit, we're just flesh. And we, I think a lot of the times priests, you know, are trying to 
tell us about the sins of the flesh and convince us not to participate in the sins of the flesh. But I wish they'd focus on this latter part about the spirit of adoption. And sometimes they do. I don't want to give, I don't want to continue to create this division between priests and lay people. Um, I think we need to be working together. But I just think if we want to bring people in the seats. I think that message of that hopefulness and um, what this, this, what Paul is saying here to the Romans that, you know, together, if we join ourselves to Christ through the spirit that, and, and even if we're going to suffer with him, like, but we get to be heirs and we get to cry Abba Father and claim him as our father as well. And that's that message of unity. And I think, again, we are so t- looking at division. We're so divided that um, we need to stick to these messages of unity. And certainly Paul, you know, has this parts about division too, that we can't, we can't just rely on the flesh. Um, that's an important message in our society often focuses on the flesh too, which is probably the priests focus on it. But I think we all need to just be focusing on the spirit. So I'm very grateful that the church has this feast day, which is why I love Pentecost. And uh, even just talking about all these readings in the spirit is making me a little bit, feel a little bit better than I did the past couple of weeks. So um, the sequence that we hear on Pentecost is one of my favorites. Sometimes I don't focus on the words. I'm so caught up in the music and the way that it's being sung um, that I don't focus on the words. But I really, it's it's beautiful. So I want to kind of read it to you. So it's called the Veni Sancti Spiritus. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And from your celestial home, shed a ray of light divine. Come, Father of the poor. Come, source of all our store. Come within our bosom, shine. You of comforts the be- comforters the best. You the soul's most welcome guest. Sweet refreshment here below. In our labor, rest most sweet. Grateful coolness in the heat. Solace in the midst of woe. A blessed light divine. Shine within these hearts of yours. And our inmost being fill. Where you are not, we have not. Nothing good in deed or thought. Nothing free from taint of ill. Heal our wounds. Our strength renew. On our dryness, pour out your dew. Wash the stains of guilt away. Bend the stubborn heart and will. Melt the frozen, warm the chill. Guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful who adore and confess you, evermore in your sevenfold gift to send. Give them virtue's sure reward. Give them your salvation, Lord. Give them joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. And this is just, it's such a beautiful, there's so much here but talking about how the Holy Spirit is the comforters, like the best comforter. And, um, you know, again, that sweet refreshment um, that can bring like dew to dryness. I just feel like when I needed this prayer today, like I've, like I said, I've been, it's been a hard couple of weeks, couple of years. Um, and this prayer talks about how the Holy Spirit can refresh, can renew, can melt the frozen, warm the chill, and can guide us with those sevenfold gifts, the sevenfold gifts of the Holy Spirit. My school's actually been focusing on the gifts this year. So those gifts are mentioned in Isaiah, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fear of the Lord, fortitude, piety. I think I got them all there. I might have. I think I got them. Understanding. I think I said all of them. <laughs> um, but there's seven. And so the the Sanctus mentions the sevenfold gifts. And like those gifts are what we need to focus on and, and can pray for. We get them with baptism, um, but we pray for the stirring up of them, especially here on Pentecost. So um, we're going to end with the gospel, which kind of brings it all together where we started with Ascension. And then I'm going to wrap it up here. But hopefully this gave you a little bit more I don't know if you were like me and just needed a little kind of 
boost um, these past couple of weeks. Just looking at the readings has helped me. So I hope it helps you as well. And this was the gospel for today. It's from John's gospel. It's part of the Last Supper discourse, right? Before he was about to go into the agony in the garden and his passion, um, he says this. Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the father who sent me. I have told you this while I'm with you, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you all that I told you, which is just such a beautiful sentiment. Um, so the advocate is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is telling the, the apostles essentially that he is going to die. He is going to rise and go to heaven. He's not going to be with them much longer, but to not worry because the Holy Spirit is going to be with them. And as long as they remain in the spirit and him, the father, John is very always focused on the Trinity and um, all of the persons of the Trinity being one. Um, you know, that if, if the, we unite ourselves with the Trinity, then we're going to be okay. And that we do need to keep his commandments. And I think, again, priests focus a lot on like us needing to keep the commandments. And the two major commandments that Jesus gives us when he's on earth is to love the Lord with all of our hearts, heart, soul, and mind, which a lot of us probably do need to work on more. And I think a lot of the homilies I hear from priests say, like, you know, we need to be making more time for God, which I get. Um, but the other one is loving our neighbors. And I think that's one that we focus on not as much. And it's hard because there are so many divisions and things going on in the world. Um, but we need to do both. It needs to be both and. So I'm praying to the Holy Spirit that we get to get a little bit more of that that love and that peace and those the joy, the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit that Paul talks about in the Galatians, um, gentleness, kindness, that kind of stuff. I'm praying for an outpouring of that because I think that's what we need right now in our world. So thank you for listening. Um, I will be back in a couple of weeks, um, probably the end of the like end of July, early August with um, new episodes. I'm going to be recording some with guests over the summer. Um, so we'll be going back to the format of talking with a guest about a scripture verse. And I'm looking forward to it. And if you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at 7 Mile Chats, all spelled out, and send me a message. Or you can message me or find me on Twitter at Miss Struckley1, M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. Bye, everyone.